Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? All right, this is a podcast. Uh, Nobody is supposed to answer. Okay, then, I get it. Welcome to another episode of Zdenek's English Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Zdenek, I'm an English teacher, and this is my podcast for English learners. That's right. And in today's episode, I'm going to interview a really special guest. A really special guest. I mean, it's it's always a special guest on this podcast. But uh, this guest in particular is very special indeed because she is uh, well known in the online world of English teachers. She is a big personality and she's got a massive following. Her name is Emma and uh, you may know her from Pronunciation with Emma, which is an Instagram profile. It's also a YouTube channel. It's a Facebook uh, group. It's everything, okay? And Emma also has a fantastic podcast called The Procrastination Podcast. I highly recommend subscribing to that podcast. It's well worth it. It's it's a lot of fun. Emma is um, is an English teacher, but she's not an ordinary English teacher. She's a well-educated English teacher. She also happens to be quite funny and also brave. And when I say brave, what do I actually mean by that? Um, I mean, she does seem to stand up for people like me. Uh, She doesn't like when people say things like speak English like a native speaker, sound like a native speaker. And um, as you know, I can't stand it myself. So I would say that I quite relate to Emma and I I seriously um, like the way she speaks. Now, this interview is cool. Yeah, it's about an hour long. But I have to say that um, at the time of the recording, I did not have a computer at disposal, which means I had to record it on my phone. Now, Emma's voice is perfect, but mine is a little bit dodgy. What do I mean by that? It's, I think it's quieter, and also at times it kind of cuts out. Um, it's fine. I think it's fine, but... If you want to have a better experience um, um, listening to this, then um, you might as well watch it as a YouTube video on my YouTube channel uh, because I believe it's easier to understand what I'm saying because you can always uh, look at my uh, mouth, basically, as I, as, I, as I speak, right? You, you can... 
it's it's always easier when you see the person because you see the body language, the facial expression, uh, facial expressions, the way uh, that the the mouth is shaped when the person talks and all that. So, if you want, um, you could uh, watch this as a YouTube video. My channel is called Teachers Denek. For those of you who haven't subscribed yet, I know there are such people who will just adamantly keep listening to the podcast no matter what I say that's fine of course I'm just saying there is that option there and you could always just um, have the video on and just listen to it as a podcast you know that's also a possibility of course so um, I'm just gonna tell you quickly what you can expect in this interview basically uh, it's it's a lot of love like um, Emma, she's really a funny guest, I have to say. And we talk about online teaching, we talk about online ads. Emma has a bit of a rant. She tells us the reasons um, she hates some ads that uh, certain English teachers post. Uh, We also talk about different aspects of pronunciation and which ones are important. Emma tells us a story of how she uh, became a pronunciation specialist and she's got really some some cool, uh, she really has some cool anecdotes to tell and she also uh, goes into gaming, she, she speaks about gaming because I asked her the question of um, what her favorite games are, so if you are interested in games you will certainly you will certainly um, get a dose of that in this episode as well. And uh, we also spent some time talking about what's called pragmatics, um, because um, <laughs> it's it's interesting how British people sometimes say things that they don't really mean. Uh, basically, um, it's oft- it often leads to awkward situations and... Uh, British people are often misinterpreted by foreigners and I think uh, it's it's a cool thing to talk about and we did indeed talk about this with Emma. Okay, I think this introduction has been long enough. Don't forget that you can subscribe to this podcast. You can also and you should subscribe to the Procrastination Podcast because that's a really, really cool podcast and also, uh, yeah, you can watch this as a video, of course on Teachers Denek YouTube channel. And that's it. That's really it. That's the introduction done and dusted. And now sit back, relax and enjoy listening to my interview with Emma. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Zdenek's English Podcast. And today here with me is Emma. Hi, Emma. Hello. How are you? Hello, I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very well. <laughs> Great. Um, well, uh, you are kind of a big name in um, online teaching, I'd say, personally. Uh, you need no introduction, Emma. <laughs> no, I, I still like to introduce myself because some people don't know me. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say the things I know myself, yeah. So, um, okay. Um, so you teach um, on Twitch. You teach English on Twitch. Um, so gaming. Yep. Uh, you've, you've got pronunciation with Emma. Yep. 
which I guess it's on YouTube, on Instagram, it's everywhere, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> even on Pinterest, which I hardly really use. But yeah, I'm even on there. <laughs> Literally what everywhere. What is it even? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't know. Someone told me that I should be posting my content on there. So I, I post I post my content on there, but I, I, I really don't understand it. I'll be honest. I focus mostly on uh, YouTube and Instagram. Those are my two, my two main things and Twitch as well for the gaming stuff. And you're also a podcaster. Yes, very recently. Yeah, the past few months, probably about four or five months ago, I started doing a podcast just for fun, just to... I, I kind of joke with my podcast listeners that it's like my kind of um, ranting time. And I usually use it as like a, a free way to get things off my chest, you know, and it works. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can confirm because I've, I'm a listener myself. It's called Pronunciation with Emma. And it's... No, it's not. Am I saying it correctly? No, Procrastination <laughs> Podcast. Oh my oh. God, what am I saying? Procrastination oh. Podcast. I thought you just outed yourself. I thought, I'll yeah. have to do the whole thing again, Emma. I'm, this is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're keeping it in. We're keeping it in now. I love the chaos of a podcast. No, no, we'll keep it. Don't worry. No. Um, is it Procrastination with Emma or is it Procrastination Podcast? I can't remember which one it is. The Procrastination Podcast. Yeah. Mm, I've got the definite article as well. Uh, how could I? Need it because it's the only procrastination. It is the procrastination podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> once, once the podcast is in your podcasting app, you kind of forget what it is. You just see the icon yeah? and then you just click new episode. That's it, you know, <laughs> and off yeah. you go. <laughs> That's but, true. Uh, but I have to say that I, I, lo I love that podcast. And you are right. It's kind of like, it's a bit of a rant. It's, it's you get your things off the chest, and I like how how uh, authentic you are there. It's for me, it's it's a deadly combination, and that's why you are so <laughs> successful online, in my humble opinion. Oh, thank you. <laughs> deadly combination of uh, expertise because you're educated. You've got a, obviously a master's degree in is it linguistics. Um, so my bachelor's degree is in linguistics, but my master's degree is in TESOL, education TESOL. Oh, okay. So um, you know what you're doing. You know your onions. And um, I like to think I do. I like to think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can see that. Yeah. And, and the combination of that with uh, the authenticity. So, so for me, it's like, it's like, uh, do you find that when you're authentic online, people kind of warm up to you more and they're more likely to follow you? Um. I'm not sure whether it leads to people following you, but I definitely feel that there's this relatability because if you look on YouTube in particular, you have this very polished world. Like everyone has, you know, super high tech equipment, like, you know, they're shooting in 4K and everything's like super crystal clear and high definition, blah, 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 the best audio and sometimes that can create a bit of distance between people and having a podcast that's just like I don't even have an intro on my podcast <laughs> like I literally have nothing it's just like hey guys you know how was your week what you been up to you know it's something like that's my intro and I get so many comments from people and emails messages 
for people just saying like, I really like that because so many, not just English teachers, but just channels in general, they're very polished and very clean and having something a bit raw um, and a bit rough, you know, is not as clean and polished as some things. It's different. It's, it's almost like going back to how YouTube and things were like, you know, in, in, you know, when YouTube first came out, whenever that was, it was like, you know, the 2000s. Um, and it's kind of going back to that. Uh, so I don't know whether it makes people follow me, but I know it definitely helps people relate a bit more, especially new teachers. It makes them think, hold on, if Emma can create like a rubbish little podcast, <laughs> just, you know, sitting in her living room or whatever, or make some videos on her phone and, uh, you know, achieve like, you know, thousands of views per video or something like, I could do that. I could do that. Do it too. Um, and I, I think that's really nice. I think that's more important, like inspiring people, creating that relatability instead of trying to get more followers. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah, I have to say, like, uh, um, you really seemed like someone I would like to approach to have to have you on my podcast, because obviously I follow more teachers and uh, uh, they are all cool for all their different reasons. But then there are also some teachers that I choose not to follow. And perhaps it's because they are a little bit like too much by the book or, or some of them don't know what they're doing. And <laughs> for me, this is a great combination. Someone who knows what they're doing and the things they are saying make sense to me as because I'm, I'm we are colleagues right we are both english teachers yeah as well as that it's also like fun and and um you're really really not hiding behind your opinions you say what you think and uh, you also call people out mm -hmm. even if it's a little bit controversial and risky for you because it could get you potentially in trouble you might get some hate and things like that so uh, mm -hmm. i like that i respect that yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad someone does. <laughs> like, I'm not, so I'm not a horrible conf confrontational person or anything like that. But yeah, if I see like one of the classic kind of, you know, uh, join my course and in one month you'll sound like a native, I will happily call that person out and be like, no, <laughs> you know, backed by what science, you know, please teach the rest of us teachers this amazing method that we could help our students that, you know, get them fluent in one month. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not possible. Um, like those kind of things, because I, um, some people think I take it a bit too far, but I think it is so detrimental to a lot of learners' mental health. Like they, they get so stressed out like you're a language learner yourself I'm a language learner myself and we both know the struggles of like what it's like to be bombarded with these ads of like you should be fluid in three months and you start to think like oh my god I've been learning this language for three years and I can't even make a sentence am I stupid yeah. and people really doubt themselves they get so frustrated and this then creates like a bit of a lock um uh, you know like not a lot but a block that should be the word yeah like, like what Krashen describes like the affective uh, filter that's it exactly filter. yeah as soon as I start saying like oh, Krashen's theory of the effective filter <laughs> students are like what <laughs> um but yeah create it's basically like a, a, a mental block isn't it that stops them from progressing and it it's true it, it happens so um yeah. if we can kind of remove these myths and show students that 
look, if you could learn a language in three months, then we would all be fluent in like 10 languages, but we're not because it's not possible, you know? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And there are other things like you mentioned that speak English like a native. Well, that's what you just said. That's completely true. But also for me as an English teacher, this I've, I've told you about this and I've ranted about this on this podcast many times before. For me, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a reason no, not a reason, but it's it's why uh, English teachers like me are discriminated against as well, and and uh, it annoys me, and it's it creates this stereotype that you, not specifically you, but you natives, yeah. you are somehow superior, far superior to us non-native English teachers. Yeah. You know? So it annoys me, and 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 I like I like that you call it out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's something that really bugs me does this because, you know, I sometimes get messages from people and they say, oh, I'm looking for a native teacher. And it's like, all right, shall I just take my qualifications and use them as toilet paper? Like you clear, <laughs> you're literally choosing because of my passport. And, and I find that insulting. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I feel like I, I've they're, they're not even looking at what I'm actually capable of. They're literally looking at where I was born and my passport. And that irritates me. Uh, yeah, but of course, like it's far more irritating uh, for non-native teachers going for, for jobs and, and things like that. Don't get me Yeah, I've seen some ridiculous adverts. Like there, there used to be a Facebook group many years that I was in and we would share these adverts with each other. And it was while I was doing my master's degree and we were talking about the topic of globalization and we were talking about like, um, the effect of English and globalization and things like this. It was an interesting topic. And we got on the topic of adverts, job adverts, um, and we were looking at ones in particularly China. And they, I don't know if they still do it now, but uh, when I was doing my master's, which was like five, six years ago, my God, time flies, doesn't it? Like five or six years ago. Um, don't don't ask this, me when I did mine, okay? Well, I, I won't. <laughs> I, I won't don't worry um but yeah we we were analyzing some adverts from this Facebook group we kind of brought them into the, the class to talk about in this seminar and um some of the adverts like of course many of them were like native speakers only no experience or qualifications required that's like oh god I just know I'm gonna be correcting those te teachers I'm, podcast listeners I'm using inverted commas here you know teachers mistakes that they're going to teach it'll be us too that correct those mistakes that they teach um but also they would ask for things like hair color and eye color so there, there was one advert I found and it said oh god what was it it was something along the lines of um native speaker um uh, looking for native speaker teacher something like this native speaking English teacher um, must have blonde hair and blue or green eyes. And I was like, what? How does having blue or green eyes? I guess, way, I guess it's a way of saying they must be white, you know, because. Well, many adverts did specify like white teachers only. Yeah, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like if you say blonde and blue eyes, that sounds less racist, right? Technically, but it, essentially yeah. it's the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, but but 
but you're completely right. Yeah. Um, I, I was so shocked. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I mean, the, the, there are friends of mine who have lived in other countries and they've literally been paid less because of their skin color or even because like they were a woman you know or um because yeah because of their hair color eye color like how can you pay someone less because of like their hair color like I don't know I I find it such a crazy thing but it just shows how crazy this industry can can get I feel Emma that it's even worse online because I came back from England I was I was an English teacher in England in London yeah I worked there for a language school and before that I had always worked for a school always Right. But when I came back, I realized I wanted to start being a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And so many, like so many obstacles were thrown in my way online. And I could see like this is a real issue. Even the famous company I told you, that oh. everybody spe- speaks about. I tried yeah. to apply there for a job, you know, because you kind of work for yourself. You choose your own material. Mm. You It's you. Right. Uh, uh, you kind of like work for them, but uh, you do your own thing. And then uh, you, when this, if the, if the students are happy with you, they will keep having lessons with you. That's the system they have there, and mm-hmm. you kind of get through them. I couldn't even apply because they asked me what my first language was, and the only option I could choose was English. So I was like, okay, what can I do? That's, <laughs> That's so not my weird. First language. Uh, was it was it nationality? No, I think it was. What's your first language? What's your L one? Okay, so if, if my L1 is not English, mm-hmm. that means I can't, I can't apply. You know, non-native speakers need not apply. What's going on there, you know? And that really, like, put me off, you know, um, that's, that's trying so to work strange. for someone online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I haven't personally used italki, but some friends of mine have. And, of course, I'm familiar with the website and stuff. And, um, like, I was having a look for Japanese teachers, and there were people who were not born in Japan and Japanese wasn't their first language who were teaching Japanese. So Listen, is I don't it just know, but English? This, have, it's That's possible so that they have changed their rules, but this was about one year ago. This was about one year no, ago. No, it's quite so recent. Yeah. Because they may have had a lot of applicants like me <clears throat> or something like that. I don't know, but... Mm. It's just weird. And I, I find this discriminatory. So I don't know. Anyway, we need to write them a stern letter. That's what we need to do. <laughs> we, I just, I, uh, we do. But I heard all these ideas uh, on your podcast, too. So I'm, I'm happy that I, I, you know, I found someone that I can relate to. And mm. um, yeah, uh, I can see that you, you're you're very very good at what you're doing. Uh, but uh, let's let's talk about some some details here. So you also have now I'm going to mess it up again. Pronunciation with Emma, right? Well done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I was about to say English with Emma. You know, was, was no! There's another teacher. Actually, I don't know if it is, but <laughs> it'd be funny if there was English with Emma, pronunciation with Emma, we hated each other. You know? or, or, or even worse, speak English like a native with Emma. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> no 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 i i've got a um, pronunciation with emma and procrastination with emma <laughs> good that should be easy to remember zdenek right in theory but i don't think everyone does you're preparing for an interview with her as well <laughs> <coughs> you need to do your research on your guests top mm-hmm. i did 
I so, did do that. I did you... do that. <laughs> never mind. But yeah, pronunciation um, never. That's it. So, so I just wonder because obviously um, we have four skills, right? Speaking, writing, listening, reading. And then we have systems, grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation. Some people consider a discord one of them is a discord. No, discourse. <laughs> Yeah. I thought you were talking about Discord as uh, in the app. Dis- that's Discord, how far I am in the gaming it. world. I'm like, oh yeah, Discord? Yeah. <laughs> the, the app. <laughs> uh, because I, I'm running one like online community on Discord. That's why uh, <laughs> just I keep talking about it all the time. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. The the yeah. Discord. So wondering, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just wondering why did you decide to go for pronunciation specifically because you could have chosen any of the other skills or systems so why pronunciation um so i'll go all the way back in time to when i first started uh teaching freelance pretty much like when i first started teaching freelance um I was teaching a lot of students in england so they they came to england to work or to study or whatever and I found that they had great difficulty understanding people's accents and like people's ways of speaking here. So I would say stuff like, um, how far is it? And they're like, how far? Far? What's that? I was like, far, far. (laughs) You know, I would have to like change the accent. They're like, ah, yeah, far. Okay. Um, And I thought, okay, there's a, there's clearly a gap here in like understanding they're clearly not understanding words like uh beer bear far yeah. car you know because of the r's at the end right the, they so learned it at these levels, basically at these levels they would already know all these easy words they, they know them understand when you when you said it or that's someone else it did. yeah it was yeah. clearly just like an accent thing um so i was like okay this is really annoying because I I almost have to put on like an American accent when I talk to students and this isn't right so especially if they're living in England you know so I tried to have a look on YouTube for some materials to help with uh, listening and pronunciation because you know listening and pronunciation are like sisters they go together really well and um, I couldn't really find anything and anything I could find it was either American which, I mean, is great, but we're not in America, so it's not useful for my students. I'm trying to get them away from that, you know. I'm trying to bring them over back to England, like different accents here. So I found some teachers on YouTube, but they would never go into much detail. It was very, um, I don't kind of want to badmouth the teachers on YouTube, let's say, but they didn't go into the level, the level of depth that I was yeah. looking for. And so when was this? Yeah. When was this again? Like, was it like how many this, years ago? So when I first started looking for these sorts of materials, it would probably be like eight or nine years ago. No, it'd be it'll be less than that. It'd be like seven, six or seven years ago. And so when you, uh, when you mentioned like going into details, do you mean something like aspects of connected speech, like linking yeah. and elision and things like that? Yep, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would say things like, oh, it sure is, you know, um, and students would be like, why are you saying sure is, but not sure? You know, why don't you say sure like that? Are you saying sure? Yeah, you say sure. Why does it sound like <laughs> sure as well that you have at the sea? Well, what's going on there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, poor students. Um, so I I tried to find uh, yeah materials like six or seven years ago for this sort of thing that went into detail. And like, as I said, the materials I found, they didn't go into enough detail or they really skimmed over topics. Like I could tell as someone who had studied pronunciation, studied phonetics, I should say, studied phonetics and phonology, that they didn't really know how to explain things. And they were kind of saying like, put your mouth like this. And, oh, no. and it was almost like more of just a, I don't know, like a sexy sort of, you know, show <laughs> rather than like actually well, teaching. That's yeah. enough sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it got it got some of my students' attention, that's for sure. So I was like, eh, this isn't really, really what, what I want. You know, it's not what I'm looking for. Um, so I, I finished my master's degree and I, I remember I had taken some time off to finish my dissertation and um, I had very little money left in my bank account and I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I need to try and get some money fast to pay for my bills because I've taken so much time off to uh, to study for this master's yeah. um, so I decided to plunge into the world of going completely freelance because uh, at the time I, I was I was technically freelance uh, but I was working with an online company at the same time so I was doing some like online company work and then also um, like doing private classes and things at the same time so I was freelance but had the safety net of the company let's say but yeah, I had to leave them. So I was like, oh, what do I do? Um, and I thought, well, the city I'm in, if I only target students who are living in my city, I, I'm very limited. I need to target the world if I can. And the only way to do that is to start teaching online and to start getting students online. So I started an Instagram page and I was terrified I was so scared. Um, and then after, after a few months, I was like, I'm going to have to get into the world of YouTube because, you know, YouTube is the biggest search engine. It's the best way for students to find you. I'm going to so, have to so take the plunge. So when you, yeah. yeah so, so when you said you were scared, so, so, hmm. so what were you scared of? You were scared of it not uh, working out or not taking off? Or were you scared of, showing yourself on camera or what what was the thing that sort of made you a uh, little bit you know worried about it it's putting myself on the internet yeah. you put yourself in a very very vulnerable position when you put pictures and videos of yourself on the internet and the internet is not the nicest place unfortunately many people who have a level of anonymity I can never say that word hopefully I said it right then anonymity um it brings out the worst in them because they feel that they're safe hiding behind this anonymity <laughs> word of the day anonymity and I can't even count the syllables I'm, I'm thinking so much about how to pronounce it I can't count the syllables <laughs> There'll be no, people fine. listening. I'm just wondering which one is stressed. I think the third one, right? Anonymity. anonymity. Is anonymity. the third one. Anonymity. Yeah. I don't know why I can't say it. 
I, it's one of those words that there are certain words I can't say. I, I did a video on it once and it was uh, another one is cardamom, cardamom, cardamom pods. What does it even mean? I have never heard that word before. Cardamom, cardamom pubs. I can't, I can't say it. I, I want to say cardamom pubs, right? It's like a little, little seed and you put it in dishes and it brings a lot of like flavors and spices nice. and stuff. Nice. Um, okay. I, I just well, I don't cannot this, say so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I use it quite a lot in like curries and things like that. And yeah, I, I always see cardamom pubs. <laughs> it's not pronounced. <laughs> Listeners, it is not pronounced cardamom pubs. I just can't say it. Just like anonymity. Okay. Those are the two things I can't say. Pronunciation of them, I can't pronounce all words. <laughs> I think all teachers have something like that. Some teachers, they have certain words they can't spell. Or they always misspell them or something. It always happens, right? Don't get me started on spelling. My spelling is terrible. You know when people are like, yeah, get a native teacher. They're the best. Can't even say cardamom pubs. Can't even say <laughs> anonymity. Can't spell. If a word has double letters, I, I, I can't do it. The dictionary yeah. is my best friend, honestly. You know, when I, so sometimes I think it's about the charm, you know, because they just... <laughs> that confidence that come from those native speakers you know sometimes it's just they they, they 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 sound somehow more charming so in a way you know even though i i'm really against all this in a way i kind of get it but i'm on the opposite side so i what i'm trying to do i'm trying to show my learn my students that i can do the same job and in some yeah. ways even a better job so or, or do it differently you know to give a different perspective and and let's let's uh, let's agree that it's actually quite nice to have all different teachers or different teachers in your in your learning you know to experience mm -hmm. different things and um well each teacher can enrich you in a different way right so that's very true yeah very very true in, in my experience i found that uh different teachers i've had they've helped me with different things they could like maybe they've explained something in a certain way where it's finally like, oh, after five years, I finally understand that thing, you know? Sometimes yeah. just the oh. way they explain it clicks better. Exactly. I've got, I've got a student, I've, I've been teaching her for five years and I, yeah. I know that it's too much, too long. I know that she should find a different teacher already. It's just, I can feel it, you know? Uh, but, but it's difficult because we have such a good chemistry and we get get along so it's also a little bit of yeah. comfort zone for the student for the student you know and but at that point when you have a teacher for so long I feel like maybe you should try something else you know for your yeah. own good for your own benefit so if if you are the student that is being talked about here you can come to my youtube channel <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't listen to the next English podcast. <laughs> Stop <laughs> listening to this podcast and just come listen to my content. <laughs> exactly. and, if, and if for some reason you are Emma's follower, maybe Emma decided to share this yeah. on her social media, then you can come over to me as well, you know, to return yeah. the favor. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you also need to continue watching my stuff as well. <laughs> so, we will agree on that. <laughs> How about you do it all? 
just just listen to us both. Just listen to us both. Um, but anyway, what, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the story of how I got started on YouTube and stuff. That was it. Yeah, how I got started with like pronunciation. Um, so yeah, I was basically just filling a gap that was uh, in the market. So even though I called myself called myself my channel, I should say pronunciation with Emma really the reason why I started it wasn't to help students with their pronunciation it was actually to help them with their listening skills but because pronunciation and listening as I said are like these sisters and they go together so well you can't really teach one without the other and I always say my in my videos and uh, whatever like podcasts and live streams and stuff like you don't have to say exactly what I'm saying here, but so long as you understand it, that's the key thing. It's like, um, what is it? Like connected speech. You don't yeah. have to use connected speech. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. But if you are made aware of it, you are going to start noticing it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to start thinking, oh, you know what? I remember that lesson, you know, about connected speech and it makes it easier to understand this person now. I see how they're connecting the words together. I see how that syllable's weakened when we talked about sentence stress, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it helps them so much with their with their listening. So that's how I got started. Should have called myself listening with Emma, but that sounds a little bit, I don't know, a bit sad. <laughs> like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> But I think pronunciation with Emma is better than listening with Emma, you know. It, it has a good ring to it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, may, maybe in a parallel universe, I called myself listening with Emma. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but talking about aspects of connected speech, so, so what you're saying is, so when it comes to linking, what's more important is the understanding rather than producing, producing the language. So... Um, yeah. Well, if you look at other aspects of pronunciation, I don't know, stress, sentence stress, word stress, intonation, um, would you say that the other aspects are actually important when it comes to producing the language? Because if you, for example, if you don't use the stress correctly, you will often be misunderstood, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, it will lead to a communication breakdown. Would you, would you agree that it's kind of, the linking is kind of at a lower level, actually, that... Uh, compared to stress for example yeah thing, things like stress definitely you know if you want to it, it's funny because I, I literally just had a lesson with a student and we were talking about stress and intonation and he said to me is it important if I use it and I said well yes and no like it's not important in the sense that you won't really be misunderstood you know if you don't stress things in in a particular way or whatever but it's also important because it helps like it adds another layer of meaning like you can convey meaning and message with the words that you say but also you convey meaning and message through your intonation and the stress that you use um the tone and things like that so it's not something that should be neglected i think that's for sure. Especially when it comes to like a student that has that has uh, the first language that's so that, that is so far off from English. Let's say, yeah. let's say some of the Asian languages, like they are tonic languages, yeah. And mm -hmm. the intonation is so different, or the stress patterns are so different mm -hmm. that if 
they never really follow any correct stress patterns and pronunciation. They will really be misunderstood or they will not be understood at all. So it yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's very, it's a very good point. And I think as well, it can affect um, how people understand them yeah. because, uh, I mean, like speed is a really, a really, really common problem. Like you get some students who try and speak the speed that they speak in their first language. So when it's they speak fast. English, yeah. I can't understand them. Yeah, it's too fast. It's like, yeah, it's like someone has recorded them and they're hitting, you know, like uh, forward and they're just like, you know, like super fast. And, uh, you know, teaching them things like sentence stress helps them understand like speed is not important here. It's the words that you're stressing, but well, I should say syllables yeah. that you're stressing. That's the most important, like focus on those ones. And then it helps them like bring their speed down a little bit, giving them more time to articulate and therefore they're more likely to be understood. So Absolutely. it's like a win-win. They communicate better. They understand better. Win-win. <laughs> exactly. Um, so which of, which of the things do you like teaching the most? Is it homophones? Is it, I don't know, uh, elision? Or what is it? When it comes to pronunciation, or individual sounds, vowel sounds, triptongs. <laughs> the, the cheeky triptongs. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, what do I like teaching? I quite, I quite like teaching, um, teaching in stress and intonation because it turns into more of like a music lesson. Um, I also really like teaching linking and elision and uh, ellipsis. Elision? That's not one. No, it's ellipsis I wanted to say, sorry. Linking and ellipsis. And uh, assimilation, that's what I was trying to think. Yeah, I mixed it with, uh, with something else. But yeah, like assimilation, because these sorts of things, they like blow students' minds. You know, when I teach connected speech, they're like, oh, what, you connect the words together? Uh, when I talk about el ellipsis, they're like, oh, you remove the words? What, what do you mean? My teacher always told me we had to say the pronouns and you're telling me we can cut the pronouns? I'm like, yep <laughs> um or yeah like in a assimilation where we change sounds and students are like oh my god now I understand why I don't understand people and you know it's like a light bulb goes off in their head and it's so amazing to see like every teacher I hope has had this moment where they see their students like <laughs> you know like their mind just explodes when you teach them something and um I always find that they're the topics that kind of get the students the most you know yeah I like teaching it's those they didn't know about and then suddenly uh, sort of opens their their mind and it's like whoa yeah because then amazing like when yeah. you when it kind of clicks I remember getting these these feelings that you're describing right now when I was at the university because mm -hmm. when I was at I had already known how to speak English to a decent level, I think, because I had lived in the UK for one year or something. Right. And, and then when I took the phonology and phonetics courses, suddenly it started all make more sense when it came to pronunciation. And I, I, was, I was quite disappointed that the teachers that I had before, they didn't ever teach me anything about that, actually. Yes. Like, Never. Like at, at that time when I was studying, it was not really taught here. 
it, it's still not <laughs> like pronunciation is so neglected and um like yeah, know the sounds the individual sounds possibly yeah. they might know a bit of ipa mm. but um maybe it's because some some of the the teachers are not confident about this thing themselves or do not understand it enough or i don't know but do you, you think it's still neglected I, I definitely, I think it is. Um, I, I really have this obsession almost with focusing on niches and neglected areas. Like, you know, pronunciation is definitely a very neglected area in English language teaching. Um, when I was doing my master's, I wanted to do my final project on pronunciation unfortunately there was like a problem with the university the, the tutor actually left who was teaching that module on pronunciation so I couldn't couldn't have her as a, a supervisor but I ended up focusing on pragmatics which is no. also another like some people kind of joke like oh pragmatics with Emma it's like pronunciation pragmatics procrastination with Emma. you know <laughs> all the p's yeah. just, just yeah. to explain to our listeners so pragmatics it's when you are saying uh it's cold here and uh, you mean could you please open the window by that or something like that right it's exactly a, it's you have an utterance in a language which by the first look it looks like it means something but then there's kind of a hidden meaning behind it and it kind of depends on the culture as well yeah and, yeah am i saying the right thing because i'm getting yeah. confused myself no no. <laughs> no 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 you, you got it right yeah pragmatics i i always describe it as like the underlying meaning of something like you've got the meaning of the words and then you've got the meaning the the, the meaning meaning of what you're saying and it's the meaning meaning the pragmatics that i i studied and i wrote a whole like sixteen thousand word paper on uh, politeness theory and <laughs> like I wrote a whole chapter just on the use of please and how using please isn't actually that plight and stuff like that um, but that's also a neglected area is teaching pragmatics um, but then again one could say that teaching pragmatics is quite difficult because pragmatics relates somewhat to culture which is exactly what you said when describing it and when we're looking at English from um, and English is a lingua franca perspective, and also considering the fact that many, the majority, I should say, the majority of English learners are not going to speak to native English speakers. They are going to more, more likely communicate with non-natives, like statistically speaking. Um, like whose culture do we do we focus on when we're talking about teaching pragmatics? You know, um, should I focus on? the pragmatics of how people speak in Yorkshire, you know, <laughs> where I'm from, <laughs> or, you know, some like London or something, you know? Yeah, it should really depend on your needs, yeah? But uh, but yeah. the thing is like, everybody just hears American English, British English. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's like such a narrow way of looking at things, right? It's, there's more to it than just that. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. it's very it's true. So yeah. For example, if I if I invited Eva, uh, Eva, Emma, sorry, <laughs> if I invited Emma, I can't even remember her name. What's going on? Oh, terrible. Done no research on me. <laughs> halfway through, uh, uh, almost uh, through the whole interview, and I forgot what what, what her name is. Wow. It is, for for uh, listeners, it li we are on Zoom doing this, and it literally says my name in the corner of the screen. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, it does, but it's so small because I'm doing this on my phone that I can't possibly see. Okay. My phone is like it's that. funny, okay. I love it. <laughs> I love I love like like anyone who joins uh, my podcast episodes or my live streams on Twitch they're just like pure chaos and I love it I, I love like a proper chaotic like someone messes up or <laughs> like, I just love it I, I tend to I tend to leave these things in the podcast as well so if, if I, I'm glad it doesn't insult you <laughs> but I forgot your name <laughs> I know who you are, okay. I know it's just it happened. Okay, it was more like a, yeah. It's slip, okay. It was a slip. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to ask? I don't know what my original point was. So. <laughs> no, that's the worst point. Yeah, when you end up getting so sidetracked, you forgot what you oh, originally yeah. wanted to do. Talking about pragmatics, yeah. Yep. So what? What if I invited you onto my podcast and said, "Hey, Emma." would you like to be a guest on the next English podcast? And if you said something like, yeah, I'll try to make it. And then that means because you're British, that most likely means no. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I don't think so, but yeah. I want to be nice. So I'm going to say, I'll try to make, make it to this bloke because I don't want to upset him. Mm. But if, if you say this in my culture, that mean that that's like almost like 80% chance that it, that it will happen. <laughs> you know, you reminded me of a very funny story. And um, it's when I was at uni, we uh, we were going from our second year into our third year. Okay. So I was living with uh, two girls and uh, one guy. Okay, so there's four of us in total. And at the start of every uh, academic year at university in the UK, I mean, I'm explaining this, but I'm, I'm sure you're familiar. It's more for listeners. Um, we have something called Freshers Week, which lasts for one to two weeks, sometimes two, but usually it's one. And it's a week where you have no lectures, no classes or anything. And it's just a time to like meet new people and go out clubbing or go out, like join some societies and stuff like that. It's just a nice time to make friends at uni. And uh, there was this guy from second year who had made friends with the guy that I was living with in third year. Okay. And this guy, I can't remember where he was from. He wasn't English, that's for sure. I think he was like, Maybe he was Dutch. I'm not sure. So he was from the, um, I was say he's from Dutchland, but it's not Dutchland. He's from <laughs> the, Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they speak Dutch. They're from the Netherlands. <laughs> <sighs> Makes no yeah, sense. In English. Holland, yeah? Just to Holland, Holland as well. Yeah. yeah. Correct, apparently, because it's one of the provinces. So Dutch people will tell you that this is actually not right, but everybody uses it anyway. So <laughs> yeah. To refer to the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, so yeah, he was from the Netherlands and he um, he wanted to come back uh, for Freshers Week. Yeah. And he asked this guy that I was living with if he could stay at ours during Freshers Week. Yeah. Now, this guy didn't really want to be with us during Freshers Week. He just wanted a free place to stay. Mm -hmm. um so that he could 
you know, avoid paying for a, for a hotel or something, basically. Yeah. And this guy, uh, the guy I was living with, he said, oh, yeah, you can stay at ours anytime. Yeah, it's fine. Now, let me just make this really clear. If an English person ever says to you, you can stay at ours at any time, we do not mean it. And I know that sounds so weird because people are like, well, why do you say it then? And it's like, well, it's just to sound polite and friendly, but we don't really want you to stay. Go get a hotel. What are you doing staying at ours? Get out of our house. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Emma. So is, is it the, the, the phrase anytime or, or is it the intonation or what? What is it that makes it negative then? I don't get, I still don't get it. <laughs> Just have, the cultural thing. I have thing. taken pragmatic scores. I have taken <laughs> pragmatic scores before. I still don't get it. Okay, so explain Brit. that to us. <laughs> this is going to be Brit, prag Brit Pragmatics 101. Yeah, inviting people <laughs> to your house. No, it's more of just a cultural thing. It's nothing to do with the words or intonation, the grammar, anything like that. It's just simply a cultural thing. So if they, they meaning a, an English person um, or a Brit, I think I could extend it to, to further, you know, beyond uh, just England. Yep. We, we might say to you like um, something like, oh yeah, you can stay at ours, but we don't really want you to. We just want to look Hang on nice. A how do you say if you want them to stay? How do you say then? But we don't. We don't. So you Go don't, get a hotel. So you yeah. And just stay, staying at yours. <laughs> no. That's it. I, I you think... might want you might want to do that at some point, right? If you like that person a lot, or if you are just if you want to be more friendly than usual, hmm. I don't know. There might come a time when you want hmm. to when you want those people to stay at yours so what do you say then um we would probably add a little bit more so if oh. they say something like yeah come and stay at ours at any time i'd be like they don't want me there um <laughs> but if they said something like no i'm serious like come and stay at any time we've got a guest a guest room that you can stay in like really we would love to have you then i'd be like great i know i've got a place to stay Right. So th this is really important. Like you don't you definitely don't want to just turn up to their house and be like, I'm here, you know, with these suitcases. Yeah. But this is pretty much what this guy wanted to do. The poor uh, Dutch guy, you know, he he said to this guy, um, let, let's call him uh, Adam. Right. The, the guy I was living with is not his real name. Let's call him Adam. Right. Uh, so we got Adam and, and Dutch guy just to, <laughs> just to separate it. So Adam had said, yeah, you can come and stay at ours at any time. Just being very, you know, English, like, yeah, yeah, come anytime. Dutch guy was like, oh, great. That means I've got a place to stay. Free hotel, you know. He then ends up messaging Adam like, oh, Adam, can I uh, can I come and stay? Of course, Adam is a poo in his pants. He's like, oh, God, I didn't actually think he'd take up the offer, you know. Um, being English, he's like, yeah, sure, you can come. <laughs> and then straight away, Adam is uh, messaging me like, Emma, I need some help. I've just told this guy, the Dutch guy, that I don't want him to, uh, you know, that he can stay, but I don't want him to stay because yeah. really he's got nowhere to stay. It would just be the sofa and it would be really uncomfortable for us all, you know. So... Yeah, you've got to watch out. I, I, like in the end, I ended up having to message 
the, the Dutch guy and be like, you know, look, I'm so sorry, you can't stay here. He got really mad at me and ended up like blocking me. And I was like, well, problem solved. <laughs> He's not staying. <laughs> and I mean, I hardly knew the guy anyway, so I wasn't that upset over it. But yeah. So is this, is this only when it comes to spoken English? Because it could be the same same with written English. So yeah, again, yeah. going back to the example of me inviting you onto this podcast. So you said yes. I can't remember your exact words, but... I think it was, now... how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I think we agreed on like a grand, didn't we? <laughs> um, I'm not sure ten, about that. Ten, ten grand. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure about that, but oh. that was agreed. That, that was what I agreed on with Eva. Oh, <laughs> and her podcast was, was um, speak English like a native with Eva. <laughs> that was a different person. <laughs> she, she's my evil twin. Yeah, speak English with speak English like a native with Eva. Yeah. By the way, if there's any teachers called Eva with a channel called Speak English like a native with Eva, we do not mean you. <laughs> So, so I don't know, like, how, how can we know sometimes, you know? Um, I guess you have to look for also, like, nonverbal communication, like the way the person is looking at you. But yeah, sometimes you are so polite, you British, that it's hard to say sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, if, if you wanted to be absolutely sure, then do just say to them, like, look, don't... Uh, I mean, I do this with my with my British friends. I'm like, don't be British, British about it. If you don't want me to stay, then just tell me I'm not going to be offended. Yeah. Um, and they'll say, actually, yeah, can you stay somewhere else? Or, you know, something like that. And um, I also kind of had developed this habit as well, where if I'm talking to people who aren't English or aren't British, and I say something like, yeah, you can stay at ours, I will say to them, like, I'm not being English about this. Like, you can actually say, just to clarify, then they're not yeah. confused because they they maybe know about how we That's are, cool. you know. That's We're cool. very weird. Very <laughs> weird people on this island. <laughs> nah, there's, there's a lot of good about them as well. So, you know, you make up for it with different things. So it's fine. We'll for, <laughs> with we'll with, we'll with the food. You. <laughs> is it the food that makes up for it? I didn't mention I didn't say that <laughs> I didn't say that the, the excellent cuisine that we have over here makes up for it I'm not talking about food I'm not talking about weather okay I'm talking about other things <laughs> oh don't get me started on the weather actually it's a beautiful blue sky sunny day today so it did rain a little bit this morning though I must admit <laughs> I, actually, I actually do like the, the British weather myself like I've, I've lived in London a couple of times and I don't know why, why everybody says it's so bad. Like I quite like it. It's quite changeable. It's mild. It doesn't rain as often as everybody says it rains. I don't know. It's just no, it's it doesn't. So over, overrated. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. not so bad in my opinion, you know. Like I live in a land, landlocked country and that's, that's boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I quite like it. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, food, having some diversity is good yeah well, not, not a big fan of the food but uh, but i'm not a big fan of food of my own country so, you know, <laughs> so, at, at so you justify that. it yeah yeah <laughs> just hate all food 
I, I think the best thing about English food, whenever someone says to me, I don't like English food, I always tell them, like, you need to try English desserts. English desserts are the best things. Whenever I go to any other country, like when I lived in Spain for a year, I used to think, oh, God, I'm really craving like bread and butter pudding or I'm really craving trifle or like I just used to crave the, the desserts and sweets and cakes and stuff that we had. Honestly, I think they're the best. Anyone can fight me on it and be like, oh, but in my country, the better. No, they're not. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to shut you down right now. <laughs> of course, it's all it's all subjective. But yeah. All right. All right, cool. Um, OK, well, I don't want to take too much of your time, but just just want to ask you a few questions about the gaming. So. Sure. So I'm not going to I'm not going to ask you why you got into it and you started teaching because that that would obviously be a long story uh, i can so cut it short like... if you like <laughs> <laughs> i can keep it short i know i talk a lot but i can keep it short <laughs> no i do like i do like to i do like to um i do like listening to you and hearing the, the whole story but i you know i don't want to take too much of your time so i just wonder like what kind of games you play which is obviously something everybody asks you all the time but i haven't heard the answer yet so i, I want to know i genuinely want to know because I, I like games myself so yeah it's it's always good to meet a fellow gamer um i play such a mix of games like you know i talk to some people and they're like oh i only play call of duty you know and, and it's like the only thing they play is uh, first person shooters um, that's pretty much the only thing I don't play. But then again, in saying that, my boyfriend and his friends did force me to play Counter-Strike for the first time in my life. Um, and they put me straight into a ranked match. And I had no idea. I'm just like, Wee! like shooting this gun. and like, Emma, don't do that. We're in a ranked match. I'm like, what? <laughs> We're playing against people? Um, so, yeah. That was my yeah. experience of first-person shooters. I uninstalled that game straight away and had a breakdown. It was horrible. It, it just builds up so much anxiety. I can't play first-person shooters. Um, but the games that I actually do play, I mean, on stream, I tend to play games that are more story-based. So I've played games like Life is Strange. I've played uh, Tell Me Why. Played, um, what else? Play The Walking I Dead. That's also kind of in the in the kind of vibe vibe. It has a similar vibe. Walking the Walking Dead. It is, yeah. I haven't played it simply because I don't like zombies. Like I really don't like them. I I hate zombies. I, I love I love them. <laughs> nope. Nope. More for you. More zombies for you. Like I, I I don't like them. Like my boyfriend used to watch The Walking Dead all the time, you know, when it was most popular, like at its peak. And um even just like listening to the, uh, I, I used to be like, can you put headphones on? Like, I can't, it creeps me out. Like I, I can't sleep for like a day or two. Really, I'm like a child. I can't walk around in the dark if I've heard like, you know, noises like that. I've, I've scared myself now, you know, like I'm not going to sleep tonight after doing that zombie noise. But um, yeah, I mean, I play sorts of games like that. Right now on stream, I'm playing Detroit Become Human. I really like that. That's quite interesting. Um, but other games I play, I mean, I also have a Nintendo Switch and I've, I've played, uh, I played Zelda, like Breath of the Wild, really good game. Um, RPGs in general. So I absolutely love like the early Final Fantasy games. 
So like I five, those, yeah. absolute best. Like they've really just like the stories are just so well written. Um, Pokemon right now I'm playing Pokemon in Spanish. Ah, okay. so that's really good. I'm playing a few games in Spanish. Sims as well. Love Sims. If I just want to do something a bit brain dead for a while, I'll, you know, turn Sims on for a little bit, like, you know, make a little family, kill them, you know. <laughs> no, no, no zombie, no zombie filter, no zombie mod. Just just Sims, the base, the base game. <laughs> no zombies. No, can't deal with them. I remember when I was really young and I was playing the Sims one, like this is how far ago it was. It, you know, back when I was really young playing The Sims, The Sims won. And I still remember, for anyone who plays The Sims, right, they will know the goth family, okay? I was playing the goth family, and I can still remember there was a ghost that came out, and the ghosts in The Sims won were rubbish. Like, the graphics were terrible. But it scared the living daylights out of me. And I remember I was shaking. I was like shaking. I turned off the computer so fast. I ran downstairs. I remember my mum was in the bath. And I just ran into the bathroom. My poor mum's like laid in the bath trying to relax, bless her. And I'm like, mum, mum, I've just seen a ghost. And she's like, what? What What do you mean you've seen a ghost? On The Sims. I've just seen a ghost on The Sims. She's like, what are you talking about? I thought you'd actually seen a real ghost on The Sims because <laughs> the house was also haunted. So yeah, we saw ghosts frequently. But yeah, I, I play all sorts really. But I started to try and play a bit more in uh, Spanish and uh, that's helping help me a lot. Does it help you uh, get better in, in Spanish too? Or Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I have like a little uh, notepad file on my phone and whenever I come across like grammatical structures that are a bit weird, I just save it. And then I'll ask my teacher or my boyfriend who's Spanish. Um, and I'll ask him like, what does this mean? I've started to do a, this a little bit with Japanese. I mean, it's harder to do in Japanese because it's all like with the kanji and stuff. It's, it's hard to understand. But um, I started to just like read little things in, in Japanese and then like, take a picture of it and ask my teacher what it means and stuff. And I find it, it really, really helps playing video games because you, you're doing something you enjoy for one, which is good. Uh, so you don't even feel like you're studying. A lot of the time we've sometimes like played the game already. So we know the storyline. And also you would play the game anyway, like in your yeah. native language. Why, why not just kill two birds with one stone, you know? This, exactly. This brilliant thing to do so so yeah. for you i guess the story based games are the best would you agree with me because there's a lot of text and yeah oh i find that something like skyrim is quite nice because you have yeah. to read all the uh, quests you have to understand the quests and also when you are in the town people are actually talking to you so you can you have good uh, uh pronunciation model exactly to, and, you know, so. yeah but yeah you play something like a 3d shooter i guess the only english you can get from it is like like you are on a team with someone, right? So it's like you have the team speak, uh, but then it depends on who you play with because you know, everybody's English is good enough. And also the, the language is kind of reduced to just like short, <laughs> short phrases. Like, yeah, like kill him, <laughs> run, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> there's swearing involved too so it's like is it really does it really yeah. reflect real life i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it could do 
<laughs> they got not. a very, very violent friend friend group, maybe. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's funny. Like my my boyfriend plays um, you know Counter Strike and these sorts of games, Tarkov, like Escape from Tarkov and stuff. And there was one time when he was playing um, count, yeah, Counter Strike. He was playing Counter Strike. And I was just sitting here. He was sitting literally just next to me on his computer saying something, like some kind of gibberish. And I was like, what, what, what are you saying? What are you saying? He's, he's like, what, what? I was like, what, what are you saying? Because he wasn't speaking Spanish. He wasn't speaking Catalan and he wasn't speaking English. So I was like, what is he doing? Who is he talking to? He said, oh. <laughs> and then he like had this little chuckle. He's like, I'm speaking Russian. I was like, since when did you speak Russian? (laughs) He he does not speak any Russian, but he knows these like little phrases like, come on, let's go, shoot, kill, like literally just little things like that. Hopefully we'll never go to Russia and have to use those phrases, you know. I just found it so funny that he was just like, I'd never heard him speak Russian. And there he is chatting away with these Russian guys, yeah. <laughs> end, up, end up remembering these because you hear yeah. them all over, all over again, you know. So that's it. Like it depends on the people you play with. Mm. So yeah, this is yeah. learning the language in a, in a natural way. It is, uh, yeah. Fantastic, Emma. I, honestly, I have had a lot of fun talking to you. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting and, me. Yeah, I'm going to end on this note. Yeah, you can come back. Any time, am I? Yeah? <laughs> and when I, when I he, say that, <laughs> I you mean it. Mean <laughs> yeah, I don't mean it in a British way. <laughs> I mean it. Thank in you. In a literal sense. Yeah? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just, you know, just to make things clear. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you, you. You're good fun, Emma, and good luck with all your projects and stay strong. Thank you. You too. And thank you to the Bye. listeners as well. Yeah. Thank you. And the viewers too. <laughs> oh, and viewers too. <laughs> we, don't want to, we don't want to feel left out. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenek'senglishpodcast.podbean.com. Listening to podcasts can help you with your listening skills. If you wish to work on your speaking skills, join my brand new Discord group called Learn English Online. You will find the invite link on my website, teachesthenic.com, zep section.